0: To another message presented by the ministry of Christian Faith Fellowship. We are fulfilling the call of God on this ministry to preach the word of God without compromise. Raising up disciples who through faith in God will have a powerful impact on our world. May you be blessed through the message that we have to share with you today. May God's very best be yours.
1: talk tonight about being captured so I really like music a lot and one night when we were worshiping I, I got a vision of just being captured I got a vision of a picture a camera taking pictures right of things being captured and, and it was the song I'm captured by your holy calling right set me apart I know you're drawing me to yourself lead me Lord I pray And it says, "Take me and mold me, use me and fill me." And it says, "I'm I give my life to the potter's hands." Thanks. So that should be our prayer, right? To be captured. And I looked up the word "capture," and lo and behold, they took to take captive. That's real, real fun. And so you know, to take captive, there's several things to capture, but the first one was to take captive. And so I tried to apply these spiritually. And yeah, we were taken captive. Mankind was taken captive in the beginning, right? The, the enemy took advantage of Eve, and he did things the wrong way. He didn't play by the rules. He deceptively seduced, right? And he took her focus off of God where it was, and he put it on the apple or the fruit, whatever, right? He, ca- he captivated her with his words, right? And with that fruit, and so the, after that, that's when we became slaves to sin, right? So that's the, we were, cap, mankind in general was captive. That's the first capture. That's not the good captive. Right. And that was done wrong. The, the next uh, definition was to gain or win, especially through effort, to bring about the capture of. That sounds good to me. I think of prisoners of war and how thankful they are to be captured by their own people when the U.S., Loses people, they can go in and capture them from the enemy. That's a good capture. And that's when Jesus took a sin upon himself on the cross. Bloodshed made us righteous in the sight of God, right? He captured us back from the enemy who captured us. But Jesus did something different. He did it by the rules. He didn't deceive us, He didn't trick us, He didn't force us. He didn't, I mean, He just did what He knew needed to be done. He didn't use any deception. He actually took that and he freed us. He did the opposite. So now we're no longer, if we're believers, we're no longer a slave to sin. We can choose yes. life. We can choose yeah, health. We can choose to say no, right? We can choose basically to be governed by our spirit man, right? And we can choose to listen and obey that spirit man inside. So the next definition is to emphasize, to represent, or preserve in a more permanent form, to record in a permanent file. And that got me excited because it reminded me that, hey, your names are written and recorded in heaven. And that's what he told them to rejoice over. Remember? He said, don't rejoice that you can cast out demons. Rejoice because your name's written in heaven. Yes. And then also in Revelation 20 15, it says, anyone's name not found in that book of life, they will be hurled into the lake of fire. And that's sad. But you know what? He he did something to avoid that. And, and it, we have a permanent file if we're believers, right? You have a permanent file in heaven. That's cool. You have a permanent file in pastor's office. And it stays there a long time. But your file in heaven, that that's greater, right? I mean, you could have a bad file, but... I mean this is a good file. This is something to get excited about. Yeah. Also capture is to draw. This is my favorite. To draw into the gravitational influence of a larger body. And I'm sure that's talking like space, right? I'm thinking like planets and the moon, gravity. I mean that's fun to me when I when I get to learn about stuff like that. But this I was like, ooh. You know, spiritually Right out of Ephesians 2.13. You don't have to go to any of these yet. I should have told you that. We're going to go to scripture. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just trying to go a little quicker for you. It says in Ephesians 2.13, but now in Christ, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You have been brought near to a larger body. Yes. The body of Christ. Amen. And it's an amazing body, right? Yes. So you were captured You were captured in the beginning. You didn't even know it. You were born into sin, believe it or not. You were born into this world doomed. You didn't even have a chance, right? I mean, there was no chance because you were born in flesh. And there was no hope. It was hopelessness. But Jesus captured us back with his blood, right? Now, we are now supposed to be captivating other people. Now we're supposed to be the capturers. This isn't like, go grab them and drag them to church, right? Like, like his mom did, right? Was it his mom? Yeah. Charlie's mom this morning dragged him to church. Now, I have heard there's times you have to do that, and obviously it worked for him. <laughs> but, but that's not our calling, right? Capture means we're going to captivate them with our life. We're going to captivate them with our words, right? With our actions, with our love towards them. That's what's going to capture them. And, and we were brought back, right? So... My question's to to us today, are we still captured this way? Are we still looking at God as grateful because he captured us? No, truly. I mean, we say here's the problem, it's the sin of familiarity. We hear it so much. We're in church so much. We read the word so much, right? And I'm not talking about when you're reading it and you're getting into it. I'm talking about when you just read it and it's just kind of, oh, what did I just read, right? Because it happens to everybody. Don't feel bad. It's just that we constantly have to refocus. We constantly have to be recaptivated. We constantly have to be recaptured by him, right? Because no matter how we look at it, he's good. But when we forget or lose focus, that's when we kind of get into the, the days, whatever. Okay, so... That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Are you still captured? So don't forget that you went. How am I going to remember this, Brandy? Yeah, you went from sin. Just think about your past to salvation. Look at it. Look at your. Look at now. Look at your future. You went from darkness. And come on, maybe I don't. I don't. I wasn't a big partier, so I don't really understand a lot of that. But I did come from some darkness. I've been. I've, I've dealt with depression, and that was horrible. Right. So I just look back and I think, what in the world do we have to complain about? We don't. We went from darkness to light. We went from hopelessness to an eternal life. What? So what? We die? So what? We messed up? We make a mistake? We have eternal life, right? Hey, and that brings joy if you'll just ponder on that for a minute. Listen, are you are you captured by gratitude? This is a good one. This is such a good one because this is where um, I find myself complaining and I'm like, yep, I'm not captured by gratitude. Because if I'm complaining, then unfortunately my eyes are on something different than what it should be on, right? So Hebrews twelve 2, I'm just going to read it out of the Amplified so you can just listen because you know it's long. So looking away from all, all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus who is the author. And the perfecter of our faith, the first incentive for our belief, and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who, for the joy of accomplishing the goal, sat before him and endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. You see, this, if you forget why you're doing what you're doing, If it gets overwhelming, even in church, people, it gets overwhelming, right? Hey, I work for a ministry. It gets overwhelming. I live at home with children. It gets overwhelming, right? Life can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to stay that way. We just got to refocus. And if you will remember this one verse, looking to Jesus, he's the author. He's the finisher of your faith, right? He is nothing but good for you. And, you know, something interesting in this verse that I've never noticed before as I was reading it, it said, disregarding the shame. Because I don't know how many times I've taught even children about the cross, and always I bring up the agony, the pain, the blood. But you know what? I have never stopped to really think about the shame, the disgracefulness. It was just pure disgracefulness if you had to die on a cross. It was disgraceful, it was shameful. People didn't, I mean, they were disgusted with you. If you were that person, you were a true bad person. And Jesus was the opposite of all of those. And I think, what? I'm so prideful that I don't want somebody to call me, hurt my feelings. I don't want somebody to hurt my feelings. But Jesus can, come on, refocus, Brandy, refocus, captured by gratitude. So I think about people captured in time or thing, you know, I think about Mona Lisa. I don't know anything about her. I just know she's in a painting and she's just like, you know, a tiny smile. That's all I know about her. And then I think about Michelangelo, painter, artist, lots of good things. I think about Elvis. We went and saw Elvis's mansion. I didn't really know. I didn't grow up in that era. But, you know, seeing things that he accomplished and you know, Washington, Billy Graham, amazing. I watched the documentary of him when he passed away, and I was just amazed. Jim Elliot, Paul and Silas. I mean, we we only know what we know, but we do know what happened the night in the jail. Right. That's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, that's worthy of be written in a book. And Daniel. Yeah. And Delilah. I mean, we gotta throw some bad ones in there. Right. And Mary. And Hitler. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. That's that's a. I mean, people amaze me because, you know, I just want to be there and I want to ask them all these questions and I want to know what was going on and what led you to this and what, what in your life changed that you turned around and did that or what did that. But you know what? All of these people, no matter how they started Amen. and no matter how they finished, did you know that people now see them captured in time yes. as a certain way? Yes. Is that not some, some good, but some are real bad and how sad yes. and wow how are how are you captured today how am i captured today makes me really want to think how, <laughs> i'll tattle on myself a little bit but hopefully i'm not the only one you know but i might be but how did i capture myself with my kids today maybe not today but what about yesterday what about when i had the moment what what they call it on the moms night out what is it the moment i had a moment i had five of them this week <laughs> you know i mean My kids are, I'm being captured by my kids that day. Because, I mean, truth is, my mom always says, why do you always remember the bad? And I'm like, I don't know, it's just there. It's not my fault. But for some reason, it sticks in there a little. But my parents were awesome parents, just so you know. So it's not, but you do tend to remember those things. So how are we being captured today? How were we captured yesterday while we were at work? Yeah, so as a believer, you're being captured every day. And unfortunately, you're being captured as a believer, not just a person. And that puts even more of a responsibility and demand on us, right? Right. You know, I don't know much about those smelling salt things, but I know that in the movies, they they get the smelling salts and it immediately wakes the people up. I don't know how true that, I don't know if anybody knows anything about those, how true that is. Looks, oh, it is true. Okay, good. I knew you'd know. Okay, good. So I was thinking, you know, we prayed the other night for an awakening for believers because the believers are the ones that need to be awakened, right? And I thought, wow, we're, if we're awake, well, first of all, we need to find out, are we awake? But if we're awake, we should be smelling salts. We should be out there like a smelling salt. Yeah. So other believers are like, oh my gosh, I am supposed to be acting that way or I am supposed to be acting like Jesus. We should be awakening people around us. It's time, right? Yeah. It's time. So how, not just how are you being captured, but how are you capturing people? In other words, now what are we doing to wake them up? What are we doing to let sinners know about Jesus? How are we now capturing them, right? Right? And then also, how are you capturing yourself to God's holy calling? How are you keeping yourself captured, captivated, right? Because, like we said, it can happen where you, you lose focus or you lose, um, you just caught in a circumstance, too, right? Natural things happen. So, how do you know if you are? Well, we've been taught over and over and over. And if you haven't noticed, we learn this probably almost every service, just in a different way, different words, because it's that important. But we're supposed to be putting on this new man. We're supposed to be looking like Jesus, right? We're supposed to see ourselves, in other words, as the Bible tells what we are, right? So are you walking in your new man? Are you, are you looking in the mirror and seeing not this hair couldn't do anything today, or, or that nose that you don't like, or I don't know, your body that's so annoying as you get older, or whatever, you know, are we seeing that, or are we looking in the mirror and saying, yeah, I am a child of God, I got this, yes, I am, I am a lover of men, I, I do know how to catch men today, I will be like Jesus today, I will walk in love, I will not lose my self-control today. That's what we need to see when we look in the mirror. We need to see who God told us we are. But we can't even do that unless we're renewing our mind to this. Daily, and you know it has to be daily because how long have I even been here? I don't know, but I read the Word and come to church, and I've listened to thousands or hundreds of messages whatever, and I still have to keep learning it? Daily. Daily, you've got to be looking in there. So we are going to go now to Colossians 3. So everybody turn to Colossians 3, please. When you're there, say amen. amen. All right, that's enough of you. I'll read slow for the rest of you. All right, we're going to read, first of all, 1 through 11. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. There you go. We've got to get a mindset from heaven. For you died, and your life is hidden with God with Christ in God. So our Zoe life, that God kind of life, we have it, it's hidden, but we've got to search out for it. We've got to see it. We've got to speak it. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Therefore, here's how you renew your mind. Put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry, all those things that our flesh thinks is good, put them away. It's It's a lie. That's how Eve fell into it. It looked real good, but it's a lie. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these. These are things you're supposed to put away. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Don't lie to one another. I think we skip over that way too much as believers. Can I just don't, I don't want to step on your toes, but <laughs> listen, a lie is a lie. That's right. If I ask you, why weren't you here today? I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just saying, I'm just giving an example and you tell me a lie. Now, I don't know if you're lying or not. I wasn't with you and I'm not going to call you out because I don't know, but you're responsible to tell the truth. Yes. Just tell the truth. You're not going to get in trouble. Your mom's not here unless you are me. <laughs> right? You, I mean, we are mature enough that we can tell you the truth. Right. Yes. And you know what? If you overslept, you overslept. You know what I mean? I'm just giving simplified examples. I'm not, I'm just saying a lie is a lie. And if you are lying, you are actually doing the opposite of what the Bible says right now. Right. Don't lie to one another, just be honest. And how can we even move past anything if we can't even be honest with one another? We are family. Right? If we're believers in Christ, we're family. And if we, if the other person can't accept your reason, well, then they can't accept it. You just move on with life. Right? Okay. Moving on. Since you, Nobody's lied to me. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> By the Holy Spirit. So there you go. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed... In the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So there you go. That is what you're supposed to be doing. Renew yourself in who you are. Where there's neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, I don't know how to say that, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. There is no differences anymore between us. There is no more... Um, blacks and whites. There is no more, you're Christian and you're not. There, I mean, there is. But there, But God doesn't see that. It is available, in other words, to everybody. Right? The only difference is, some have taken, the, have received it, has received the call, and the other ones haven't yet. Right? That's the only difference. And, and that goes across the world. That goes across people who talk different than you, look different than you, think different than you do things different than you so what if they do them different so what okay I don't know why I got on that all right so in other words to sum that little part up before we go on no more carnal christianity right we do not want to be carnal christians we and I'm not saying we are I'm just saying we don't want to fall into that and we want to tell those around us to stop living this way. No more carnal Christians. Let's clean ourselves up, right? And that doesn't mean in the flesh. that This is the problem why everybody has such a hard time changing because everybody wants to go to the flesh and they want to tell their flesh, stop doing this, stop doing that. I'm going to put, I'm going to put this note card here because I've got to stop doing that or I don't want to buy any more of those cigarettes or I don't want to drink that alcohol anymore. Stop, stop focusing on the flesh, that's not your focus your flesh always wants to do that and I've heard that even past it your flesh is just your flesh you got to move past that so now what do we focus on our soul that's this is what pastors been teaching us those emotions those desires that's what we're focusing on now we are not giving into that part of us how do we refocus we renew our mind we say I am I have the mind of Christ." I, I am an overcomer. I do, I am self-control. Yes. I am love. And listen, if you don't remind yourself, you should expect to fall into it every time. It only makes sense. Don't act like, "Ugh, I don't know why I keep doing this. Because you're not renewing your mind Good. daily. Good. It takes work. It takes effort. Yes. But how many of you can testify that it's worth it? Yes. I can. So now, we want to focus on putting on the new man. So, we're going to go to verse 12. We'll read through 17. Therefore, as the elect of God, that's us, holy. So see, here's a verse you can be telling yourself. I'm the elect of God. I'm holy. I'm beloved. I am going to put on tender mercies today. I'm going to put on kindness. I am humility. I am meekness. I am long-suffering. And you, if you have to tell yourself that a 100 times, then you tell yourself that a 100 times because you tell yourself something long enough, you'll start to believe it. Right? Amen. Even a lie. Don't do that, though. Long-suffering. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. Forgive unforgiveness is so serious. So serious. I've seen people tormented by demons because of it. Unforgiveness can hinder healing. Yes. That's that's good enough for me to say yeah. I'm just gonna forgive and move on. Who cares? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't wanna I don't like not being healed. I don't like pain. I don't like headaches. It's not worth it. Right. If anyone has a complaint against another. Well, just forgive them, even as Christ forgave you, so you must do also. Don't go to somebody and say, you know, it's really not that big of a deal, but... Well, if you're telling them, it's probably a big deal to you. So just say what you need to say, but don't pretend like it's not a big deal. If it is, if it's not, then you're going to move on, right? If you see a piece of paper, here's just a simple example, on the floor, and you go to the cleaning team lady, and you say, I noticed that there's some paper on the floor. I just wanted to let you know. It's not a big deal. I just want to let you know there's some paper on the floor. Yeah? Could you go pick it up? Thank you so much. I know you're not a part of the cleaning team, but you could just go pick that piece of paper up and right. put it in the trash. Yeah. That's a simplified example, but that's like somebody coming up and telling you that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If it's not a big deal, then why didn't you pick it up? Right. I mean, you don't have to sign a paper to pick the piece of paper up. You just pick it up. It's your due diligence, Right. Amen. So, that's what we want to do. Anyways, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. That's a key that I think a lot of we skip over a lot. Be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell. That word dwell means live, yes. live in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching, and admonish, admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving all thanks to God the Father through him. We're probably going to hear that verse a lot because that's like the Thanksgiving verse, right? But, but it's, not just, it's not just make a note to be thankful. It's be captured. Be so thankful and realize that you're captured. Be, be so captured that you can't not be thankful, right? Not just hearing the word and, and, okay, yeah, I need to be thankful. Thank you, Lord, for my foot. Thank you, Lord, for my, my house. Thank you, Lord, for, you know, I mean, I can remember, like, growing up and be like, I don't know what to be thankful for. I need, And they would just tell you, well, you could be thankful for your eye. You would be thankful for this. But listen we have more than natural stuff to be thankful for. Those are good. I'm not demeaning those, and we should teach our kids to be thankful for everything. But what I mean is move past anything that you can think of that can be taken away from you is my point. Does that make sense? Yes. If it can be taken away, yeah, be thankful for it. But don't let... A good example is Charlie's first, first um, time he got saved. Remember, he walked away from God because he didn't... He expected... Not a divorce, but when he received it, he ran. He walked because he thought he just thought, "Where is God?" Now that happened, but it shouldn't happen to us because we should be so thank, so captivated, yeah. so thankful that no matter what happens in this life, this world, this temporaryness, yeah. that we're still captivated. Now I'm not saying you should speak those things or expect them. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that way if something does come that you think that you think was your will, you know, that was supposed to happen, then when it doesn't, you're still captivated by him because we're captivated by his goodness. We're captivated by by, by his love. We're captivated by his awesomeness to create billions and billions of star galaxies, planets. I mean, you can't even fathom it, right? That's what we need to be captivated by, his goodness, not the things of this world. Enjoy them, but don't, don't let them be a part of your identity, okay? Separate those things from you, okay? Okay, all right, daily reminders for yourself. Remind yourself daily, you've got to get in this word. Remind yourself daily who you are, okay? If you are not doing that, you've got to do it this week. Make it a priority, It is your number one priority as a disciple is to know who you are. And you'll forget if you don't put some kind of note cards or a scripture or just go to the Word daily, however you want to do it. People are different. Reminder on your phone, screenshot on your phone, you know, change it every week. Just remind yourself of who you are and don't stop there. Remind each other who they are because they need it. People have moments People have days. People have hours, years, months, whatever. They have things. They, they are just people. Just remind them who they are. Amen. They just need the reminder. They're not going to get mad at you. Amen. What do you mean I, I have Tyler's rights? They're not going to yell at you for that. They, just remind them. Remember, you have Tyler's rights. Yes. You are, that's actually something God's going to rebuke for you. Yes. So just remind them. Yes. Okay, moving on. Am I good? Okay. think so all right so soul let's talk about our soul for a minute so we're talking about yielding right and i i really enjoyed that part where pastor talked about that inner inner soul the emotions right because we we especially women i mean i don't know if all women can fall under this category but i do know the majority of them can fall under that emotions and really understand how big the emotion is can be like this plastered thing, sign in front of your face, right? And you're just like, emotion, emotion. I, I'm feeling very sad right now or whatever. But man, when he, he told us that, I thought, that's good. That's good. So this soul thing that we need to deal with, we have got to get this soul to yield to the spirit man, which is our inner man. Because our inner man's the one that needs to dominate. So that's why we don't focus on that flesh. Because here's the thing. If you can get to that soul and get that soul to line up, the flesh has to obey. Did you hear that? The flesh is the slave. So you don't have to focus on your flesh. You focus on the soul. Mm -hmm. You don't listen to those emotions. You don't even listen to those lies, right? I mean, there's a hundred situations we could talk about that you probably deal with daily. But you can choose to focus uh, to not focus on that soul, to not listen to it, in other words, right? It's there. We all know. We're not denying that, that it's there. The hurt, the hurt that can come from losing something or somebody, the hurt that can come from even losing a house. I, I mean, I've seen people, the hurt. So it's not like we're denying it. But we don't listen to that soul. We know God has better, right? Amen. Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about submission, so don't panic. Submission, it's not a bad word. It's not one of those. It's, 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 it's a commission. Submission is a commission. It's a commission not just to women. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know you all know that in here. But there are some people that do believe that still, that women are the only ones that have that word, submission, and they need to submit to their husbands. Yes, I agree. I agree, but believe it or not, this submission word, what, what are you laughing at? I totally submit. <laughs> <laughs> right, honey? Yes, thank you. Okay, good. Take care. Of you. Thanks, thanks. Okay, I appreciate you. Uh, submission, it's not just for women. It actually is for male and female. And did you know that this submission is actually a part of our identity? We are, we're supposed to submit yes. to our God, right? Yes. Now, let me tell you something that might hurt your feelings. If, now, Listen carefully. Some of you aren't going to like this. If you cannot submit to human authority, you won't submit to God. Come on. Did you, you know that? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. This is why it's real important for us parents to teach our kids submission to us. You know, sometimes as a parent, I'm sure you have felt this, that it feels like you're just like, like, seriously, I just, I don't want to tell them again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm being so bossy. Like, you just get exhausted of telling them this submission thing or obedience thing. Like, it's a, you know, get just get your treat and go. Obey. Just obey, okay? But it's not, it's, it's work and it's effort, but they're, we're literally teaching them how to submit to an authority, okay? Yes. Yeah. And that's important in life. We have police officers. They need to have submission, right? But, it, but we're teaching them for something bigger than that. We're teaching them how to submit to God. Amen. So you adults, us adults, if we can't even submit to some authority, which includes our pastor. Yes. And listen, if it's not your pastor, that's okay. That's okay. Just shoot, shoot, go find your pastor. It's, right. it's not a big deal. But when you find your pastor, that's your authority. You submit. And you are training yourself to submit to God. Right? Don't feel bad. It's instinct. It is literally human nature to want to please yourself. We know that. Right? And it has to be learned, this submission thing. Right? Or even just growing. You know, Luke 2.52, you know Jesus. It says, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. Jesus grew. The son of God, the son of God, the very word, the very word had to grow in wisdom and stature. So why would we think we don't need to grow in that? We definitely do. Even so much more, right? So we're going to talk about your priorities. What are your priorities? This this is where you're going to find out, am I captivated? Am I captivated by God? Am I captivated by the word? Am I captivated with discipleship of of Jesus? You have choices every day, right? You go to work. Some of you have schedules. Some of you have uh, kids. Some of you have a ministry. Some of you have your hobbies. Some of you have homes that you got to work on or gardening. Some of you have grandchildren. That you are blessed to take care of, right? You we all have different areas, different things. But but even in those things, even though there are things that we have to do, not saying don't do those things, but where's our priority? If those things are coming before God, we have it wrong. We we are not submitting. You you can feel like you're submitting. Believe me, I've been there. I've been there when I rushed to work that morning and skipped my Bible time because I thought that I was doing a better thing, right? Because ministry is ministry, and it saves souls, and it changes lives for eternity, and it does. But that can't come before a lot of other things. But first of all, it can't come before my time with God because here's the problem. Then you get focused on the ministry, right? Right? And then you lose the relationship part, right? Right. So just take a little self-evaluation of yourself. You know, you may be, you're in a different place than me, and the person next to you is in a different place than you. And we have different seasons. Things are different. Things are going to look different even, you know, a couple months from now. It's never like this set thing. But you ask yourself, what is my priority every day when I get up? What is my priority? That doesn't mean that you have to do your Bible right when you wake up. Because if you're like me, it will just be like a bunch of blurry words and you'll be like, what did I just do? No, I, we, you got to wake up. Some people need a shower first. Some people, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about before you really start your day, what's your priority? How, how's God going to help you if you don't take the time to let him know you're ready to listen to him for that day? You know, it doesn't even have to be that long. Some days I have a longer, and some days I have a shorter time with God, right? right. So we have to prioritize, and we've got to be captured again. Now, if I'm captured by, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say anything weird, so let's just talk about pastor's um, bull riding. If he's captured by bull riding, he wakes up that day and he's starting to prepare He's gonna pack his bags so he can leave after work. He's gonna have everything ready. He's gonna have his house all prepared for the weekend for him to be gone. That's being captured by something. You wake up like kids on Christmas. They they aren't thinking about their chores. They probably ain't gonna do chores that day, right? They're not thinking about brushing their teeth even. You know, and you're like, seriously. Just, (laughs) if you're gonna do that, stay away. (laughs) Back up a little. I mean, they're cap—they're literally so captured by the day, the morning, the excitement, right? That's and, and that's a good capture. That's a joy. That's just exciting. The, the day. So that's what we need to have every day. It's hard to keep to keep that, but we've got to teach ourselves. So we got to get creative. We've got to figure out ways that we can change up. We can't have a routine every day. Oh, I'm gonna get up at. I don't know what time you all get up. I'm I'm just going to throw a number, but I do not wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. I'm going to go make my coffee, take my shower, and by 5.30, I'm going to be reading my Bible, and by 5.45, I'm going to be praying until 6, and then at 6, I'm going to go praise the Lord, and then at 6.15, I am out the door. And then you're gone. That becomes a routine, right? That becomes a religious thing. And it may work for, for a while, right? But then eventually, it is going to be a routine. It's just going to be something you do, right? We don't want that. So you got to get creative. you got to change things up a little bit, right? If I was going to meet my mom for breakfast every day because I want to get to know her better because we just don't get to talk as much as we used to, I'm not going to go meet her every day somewhere, And do the same thing have the same conversations right i'm going to change it up a little and that's just for the sake of getting familiar with things right you get familiar with things you start not paying attention to things you start reading over words oh you you know oh oh i'm just gonna leave them okay we're gonna leave we're reading over words you know and then you start to lose value right So we don't want to do that. You have choices every day. You have a choice to choose your will or you have a choice to choose God's will. Thank you. If you're captured by God, you're choosing his will, even though you want to do your will. Right? Thank you, Maverick. Appreciate that. So we want to be captured by God's will. You have also got to allow your will to be captured. I know. That's really hard for some people especially if you've been a believer for a while, because you, you sometimes don't take the time to think, is this God's will or is this my will? And it can, it can hurt to be like, but I really like doing that. But this, this, this touches lives. Well, it may touch lives, but is it God's will for you? Did he tell you to do that, in other words? Or are you just doing it to do it? Are you just doing it because you're comfortable with it? Are you doing it because you're used to it or you know you can do it? I've been there and done that and hated it, you know, like months later because it wasn't God's will, right? right. And when I say hated it, it means it's, being a, it's become a, a, you know, a burden, right. right? But even if it doesn't, you still got to stop. Is this God's will or is this something my flesh wants to do? Because I, I know it sounds crazy, but you could be doing something that is not God's will. You could be. So you you have to deal with that, though. you got to ask God. Luke 9.24 says, whoever wants to save their life will lose it. If you want to save your life, you're going to lose it. Are you listening to that? If you think that you want to do something because you want to do it, you're going to lose that. If you're trying to perfect something that God told you not to do, you're gonna waste all that time, effort, money, time away from whoever, and it's you're gonna lose it. Doesn't that don't you hate wasting time? I, I am a time. I hate wasting time. We talked about that yesterday. I do not like wasting time. If you are talking to me and it doesn't have anything to do with what we're supposed to be doing, inside I am bursting like, please get to the point. I, just Can you just tell me how to do this? You know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to be nice, but I just don't like wasting time. I mean, and that's if we're supposed to be doing something. That's not like if we're casually having a conversation. I'm not looking at y'all doing that. It's just that if we need to be doing something, can we just do it? And maybe you can talk to me while we're doing it. And I'll, you know, listen, but... Why waste so much time if you're just going to lose it? But the opposite is good. But whoever loses their life, for me, that's God. They will save their life. They'll save it. So everything you do for God gets counted for. It gets accredited. It gets, it gets put up in heaven. Not only that, but it changes. It, it puts souls in heaven, yes. right? It changes lives. It gets people what you had. It gets them captured. It gets them captivated by God, right? Yes. So allow, allow your will to be captured. Let God take it and you capture his will. And if you're not sure how to do that, you need to ask him, his will for you is not the same as me. Pastor can't come up here and tell us exactly what we should be doing all day. Because God didn't tell him that. God told each of us that. We just need to be listening to it, right? Amen. So be captivated by God's goodness. Be captivated by his love. Amen. Not by things of this world. Those are just going to fade away, right? We want to choose life. Yeah. We don't want to choose death, right? Right? I mean, okay, I want to choose life. Yeah. I don't want to choose death. And hopefully you do too. Yeah. I know you do because you wouldn't be here, especially listening to me, right? So I know you want to be here. Um, you know, being captivated by God is... Sorry. Oh. Did you hear that? Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, being captivated by God is is a good thing but sometimes people can get fearful if they hear God's will they can think if God told me to do something just say um, maybe I think that I can't do that because I've never done it before like preaching the first time that that was scary and I was thinking what are you thinking because I'm just a kid's teacher and I, you know, I preach to people this big and, and even if they're not listening, they just still sit in their chairs and they just be quiet. I'm just saying that things can seem scary yeah. when they're new. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But did you know that in Colossians 2.15 it says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them. Yeah. You see, there is nothing to be afraid of. And not only that, we just learned, I mean, we already knew it, but this morning we got a good message about how God doesn't leave us, even when we run right. from him, you know, just like Jonah ran. And he, he didn't want to have anything to do with Nineveh, which if we were to go in the flesh and we were to listen to those emotions, we understand why. He was fearful of those people. They were crazy. I mean, well, we won't talk about didn't, but they were crazy, right? So he didn't want to go there. You couldn't blame him. But, but we, he, you know, he didn't have the New Testament, but we do. We already know. We we have we have more than just this scripture to tell us that the devil's under our feet. All we've got to do is keep him there. We have the authority. We have the authority. We have the authority. Amen. We have the authority to send the angels before us. Yes. We have the authority to cast out those demons. Yes. We have the authority to heal Amen. and to receive it. Yes. We've got to remember who we are. We have nothing. We. What I mean is we have no reason. We have no excuse why we're not doing God's will. We have no excuse. Amen. No excuse why we can't. Preach the gospel. No excuse why we can't lay hands on the sick. Yes. I know. Inside, sometimes we feel like, but I do have an excuse. I've never done it before, and I'm scared to death. And what if it doesn't work? And not only that, but what if they don't, what if they don't like it? Or what if they don't receive it? Well, who cares? Amen. I mean, I'm not saying go lay your hands on it if they don't want it. If they don't want it, you're you are wasting your time. But if you offer it, and they say, sure, you do it. Right. And you offer it. That's what we're being about. We're being light, right? If you are not being light, you're not being captivated. If you're not being light, you, you just, you're literally hiding yourself. Why? I mean, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but why are you not serving in church? What, what's your reason? What's your excuse? Yep. There is not one, so you can't give me one. I mean, we could talk about all kinds of things. What, what we, God's will is to serve in our church. God's will is to go to church. God's will is to lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, heal. God's word is to submit to your pastor. God's will is to serve your church family. God's will is to uh, serve your community. God's will is to preach the gospel. We don't have excuses. If we're not doing it, what I want to tell you tonight is, why? You're not captivated. That's why. Why? I'm telling you why. You're not captivated. Get captivated. Amen. And the only way you can do it is to get in here because you'll see and you'll be reminded of how good he is. You came to God for a reason. Yes. You didn't get forced into it. Amen. Because, you know, you could say that, but you wouldn't You wouldn't have a, you could have ran away after that, right? You didn't, whatever, you said the words, whatever, but. You didn't get forced into receiving God. You didn't get forced into seeking the goodness of God. Amen. So what excuses are you using? I don't. We're all in different areas. Everybody on that camera, you're in different areas. There's something that you can be doing more. Yes. Just figure out what you need to be recaptivated doing. Amen. And just do it. Stop letting the enemy stop you. Amen. Don't listen to him. He's a liar. You can do all things. I don't think he accidentally put that in there. I don't think it's an accident. You can do all things through Christ. Like like God's like, oh, yeah, well, he wasn't supposed to put that in there, but I'm just going to leave it anyways. No, it's in there for a reason because it's true. But guess what? If you don't believe it's true, it won't happen because you won't do it. Get captivated in your life. Your life is different than mine. But somewhere you're not captivated, just get it. I don't know where. I can't can't go into detail. There's too many areas, right? But I'm really done. I just want to reiterate. Um, there's always more we can do as believers. Amen. We're we're never at the point where we can say, "Well, my life is good and I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, and so I'm just going to keep doing it." And I'm not going. I don't really need to seek God every day. I'll just seek Him every Monday, or I'll seek Him every um, first of the month. You know, 30 days. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. It's daily. It's daily seeking the Holy Spirit to be your helper. And if you don't seek him, it's just like the GPS. If you don't seek the GPS, you get lost. And even if you (laughs) seek it wrong, you you go to Dallas when you are supposed to go to (laughs) Louisville. Because there's the same address for some reason, and that doesn't make sense to me. But... That's just, uh, anyways, so the GPS, yes, you need, to, you need to seek Holy Spirit, and you need to seek him daily, and you need to do it correctly. Yeah. Not, not, I need something to do today, but God, I'm captivated by you. Yes. All I want in this life is to serve you, and I know it's going to look different than my friends. I know it's going to look different than my husband. Now, obviously, he's not going to draw you away, but hey, you're, not, you're, you're usually the opposites, right? It's going to look different than other people. So don't compare. Right. Don't think that you're not doing enough. If the Holy Spirit says, do this, that's what you do. Yes. And you have done exactly what he asked you to do that day. Yes. Even if you didn't do what the person on Facebook, you know, they got 12 salvations that day. Guess what? If you, if the Holy Spirit said, wake up and feed your kids today and don't forget to do a devotion, then you have you have done your job. And you don't feel bad about that. Amen. Or or you, wife, you feed your husband today and you pray over his lunch and you pray over his day. And if that's what he led you to do that day, that's enough. Amen. You are captured. Amen. You got captured that day. Right? That's good. So don't compare, be captured. Just be captured. You can stand to your feet.
0: We pray you were blessed by the message we were able to share with you today. For more spiritual resources that can help you in your walk with God or to find out more about our ministry, just go to our website at cffchurch.com. You will find additional teachings by video, audio, and printed resources that will be a blessing to you. May God's very best be yours.